Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Well, so my recommendation is that anyone attempting to leave the mountain should be shot on sight. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gatecast episode 194. Joining us again, we have the redoubtable Thomas. That we do. Yep, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Gatecast, in which we watch Avalon Part 2, recorded the same night as Avalon Part 1. And I can say with almost absolute authority, the last episode, which will be recorded <laughs> by me while I'm in the current country. I've got a feeling I should really chop that out and put it in every episode we do from now on. Probably for at least I assure you, month. tomorrow I'll be wrapping this thing in bubble wrap and shoving it somewhere. Please don't give me suggestions as to where. <laughs> Just remember to use the lube. On that slightly inappropriate note, we'll open on a <laughs> shot of Valor, so why not? Okay. <sighs> we talked about, or Alan mentioned cosplay earlier. Have you seen that new series, Sci-Fi Has Heroes of Cosplay? Uh, no. It's following, I'm going to say, mostly amateurs in the cosplay community here in the U.S. And it, it does have Yaya Han in it. She does rather impressive costuming herself. Some of them are absolutely stunning. Oh, yeah. Had two girls from, I think, L.A. that were doing their D&D characters. One was a drow, one was a tiefling. That's the beauty of it. You know, it, it doesn't really matter. There's characters for old, young, male, female. Really just donning a, a trench coat to actually thousands of dollars spent on uh, costuming and getting the right fabrics and everything. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm just reading a tweet from Michael Clark. The key to ironing is turn the iron on. What a f- quit. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a man doing his own ironing. <laughs> I've tried. People have watched me attempt to iron and generally come and take the iron off me and sit me down gently and hand me a cold drink. <laughs> it's a skill. It takes me two or three times as long as I used to do when you watch your mother do it as a kid. This is why I have Rose. Oh, she does your ironing as well. Oh, yeah. This is the primary reason I got her. I only thought she cleaned the place. <laughs> and what are you going to do when you move? Uh, only wear jeans and t-shirts. Therefore, <laughs> <laughs> I not necessary. I may bring a couple of shorts, but frankly, I see no reason, just because I'm a master's degree, actually, I don't believe any university enforces dress code. If I do need to dress up, I'll hire a bloody suit. <laughs> That's one way to do it. That's the way to do it. You really won't get that reference, will you? No, I didn't. Like to the, uh, the nasal twang. Even so. Went right over my head on that one. Sorry. Uh, he's only about two foot tall, so he went over your head. I've no idea what position you're in. Brad said 13 minutes ago, it's an interesting thought that although the ancients don't interfere, it's something else to hide an entire galaxy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay, don't tell anybody where we're moving to. We've cancelled the papers and the milk. <laughs> we don't want them neighbours coming after us. These are our flight plans. We're going to go this way instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, much like... Uh, yes. Thomas, have you read any Ian Banks? Uh, no, I haven't. Do so. Which one should I start with first? Depends how OCD you are. If you want to start with the first one, then the first culture one is considered Phlebas. Phlebas with a PH. But the thing with the culture novels is, although they do make nods, each book, although it's set in the same universe, is pretty much standalone. 
I'll have to look into it. So you guys must have several episodes built up in the hopper. We've got the two wrap-up goes, and we've got two episodes of SG-1, which we've just done, mm-hmm. and one of SGA. I guess you're going to be cutting it close whenever Alan gets moved in to record the next episode. Well, I've got a few ideas for bonus shows that I might be able to do. I might ask Brad if he wants to record something for an hour. Well, there's that Sequest episode I mentioned a little while back that had all three of the Deloises in it. Actually, all four of the Deloises. That will be a bonus episode. You want in on that? Sure. Hi, I'm Kevin Batchelder. I'm Wendy Hembrock. And I'm Brent Barrett. And we're the hosts of a new podcast called Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV. Where we discuss sci-fi and genre shows currently on television and some from the past. We're fans just like you. So join us in our water cooler and back porch discussions of your favorite shows. And strangely enough, you can find us online at tuningintosci-fi-tv.com. Be seeing you. Wait a minute. Isn't that what Bester says on Babylon 5? Maybe. I never watched Babylon 5. What? So you're a sci-fi geek who missed one of the best shows ever? Hey, hey, no details, no spoilers. I'm still catching up on DVD myself. Besides, we're not really experts or critics. We kind of think of ourselves more like guides or sci-fi Sherpas. I don't carry anyone's luggage, though. Yeah, me either. We're what we like to call the viewer's digest for genre TV. Yes, we're interested in the conversation shows generate. And speaking of sci-fi Sherpas, where would you find one of those? Mmm, Craigslist? Oh, see what I have to deal with? Okay then, we are on a time constraint, and we better jump straight into the episode. Alan, will you do the honours? Yes. Three, dvo, et, clicky. Thank you, are the expert on all things ancient. Yeah, you didn't care about that two minutes ago. Let's try this part. Have a this one. I'm thinking. Sorry, could you possibly take a little bit faster? Yes. Right then. Nag, 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 nag. They really do fight like an old married couple. They do, don't they? This part says the treasure's in this part. It's not in either of them. I know, we did it wrong, so we have to see if we can do it again. <laughs> Good to know we can think under pressure. The statement about the treasure being in this part has to be false, so the treasure must be in... If I designed this trap or puzzle, huh. I wouldn't let people have second goes. You know, it's the day this went up a bit there. <laughs> well, you don't want to break your own trap. Good thing you know your ancient proverbs, otherwise we'd be... Mitchell. Deal. Don't. 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 <laughs> it's shiny, she had to. Yes. <laughs> I say... <laughs> Y'all feel free to jump in here anytime. You can hear him over all that noise. Hmm. Come on, Daniel, solve this one as well. <laughs> hey, we, we got a little problem in here. Uh, what, what's the puzzle? There's eight stone symbols on them and some ancient writing. I think uh, discover the writing. Uh, you a... Jack, of course, would have brought some C4 with him. <laughs> You've got a phone, haven't you? Hey. Uh, re- reflect, it means, it means reflect. Come on, Cameron, this is your big moment. Look at the symbols. Reflect. Jack would have got this quickly, but then again, he is a Simpsons fan. Hilk, you're not helping anybody. <laughs> he is emoting well, though. Mm. Oh my god, they're all dead. Look, I didn't hear any screaming or squishing sounds, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the day is still sinking to the floor. You think it, you can see it rising there. Oh yeah, as the floor comes down, it hits and that pushes yeah. the days down. Otherwise, you can't squish them. Exactly. <sighs> so, I'd say they passed the test now. All right, pass the test. So, this should work. Yeah, put the gun on there. That's a good idea. First time around, when he was trying to pull this sword out, it kept coming out when it shouldn't have done. Ooh, shiny. Yeah. So is that supposed to be Excalibur then? Because mm-hmm. that wasn't Sword in the Stone, was it? Yeah. No, as Dan, Dan played earlier, Excalibur was made by the Lady of the Lake. First yeah. sword wasn't Excalibur, so... That looks like a CG sword. Is it just a pommel? It does look a bit violent, doesn't it? <laughs> Should have known. It wouldn't be that easy. Of course it wasn't going to be that easy, Cameron. Welcome to Stargate Field Operations. And like knights of old, your squires in the background can't help you either. You're on your own. Okay then. Avalon, part two. Stargate season nine, episode two, the Gatecast, episode 194. Once again, this episode is written by Robert C. Cooper and directed by Andy Makita. Had its world premiere in the US, July the 22nd, 2005. We got it in the UK and Ireland, October the 18th. Canada, November the 17th. Our friends down under got it July the 6th, 2006. The French, February the 18th. And the Germans, November the 1st. As with the first episode, only a few series with the same title. Again, Gargoyle, Citizen Smith. I'm not sure if that's a British Citizen Smith or not. Veritas, The Quest and The Battle for Earth. Never heard of that last one. And we're back. See, now this was a little hokey. Hmm. Sword fight in a science fiction soap. Lightsabers I can I can go with, but well, you've got lightsaber swords. They're making sort of an appropriate pingy noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You done this before? Uh, fight a knight in armor? No, can't say that I have. Well, you're doing good. Uh, took a little fencing in college. Not really what you're expecting in SG One, though, is it? Hmm. Now this whole fight sequence was choreographed by James Bamford, stunt coordinator on SGA and now The Arrow, and Dan Shea. <laughs> It appears to be a hologram. A hologram? Ow! Look at Daniel. It's a proper hologram. You can interact. <laughs> oh, it hurt like hell. I don't know. I don't think he's actually that good. <laughs> Once again, the commentary was Andy Makita and uh, Robert C. Cooper. <laughs> they praised Ben Browder for putting his all into the sequence. Colonel Mitchell, the sword! Oh, no. Only the one that draws a sword can use it. I do enjoy the fight scene here, though. (laughs) Except they pretty much knew that they're the right man. Okay, that thing is going to kill him. Everybody get to the rings! So, Mike, you don't think that's going to work? Yeah, you can make your way through all that. (laughs) A little broadsword fight is nothing. Yeah. Luckily, that fencing he took comes in handy, even though they're two <laughs> very different disciplines. Yeah, and he did say he flunked fencing. He already dealt at least three supposedly fatal blows. <laughs> well, perhaps making allowances for the plate armor. No, he hacked through them. Yeah. 
jolly good show, old chap. And go ahead and pass out now. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's got to be it. Wow, six minutes in. Finally, Claudia Black's name comes up in the credits. I don't understand. We solved the riddles. Well, he solved one and he solved one and he won the fight. <laughs> I was with him. Oh, introduction to Vexa. But you're the only one who defeated the knight. That sword was obviously designed to sense whoever pulled it from the stone. What if there's sensors detecting us? Are you suggesting that we should leave? It's worth a try. Damn good idea. Yeah, book her off. You'll be all right, Cameron, won't you? <laughs> if nothing happens, just join us. Bye. How's he going to join them <laughs> if they've got the only ring summoner thing? Yeah. Thankfully, it's a lot lighter in this cave. Uh-oh. The Prometheus in orbit above Glastonbury. Oh, nice effect, that is. The whole place is collapsing. We must have done something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you take? What? Truth of spirit. I was Truth saying. of spirit. What'd you take? Ooh, mm. nice and warm. Watch those polystyrene rocks. Gotta be setting off earthquake sensors somewhere. This is Britain. We, we don't have many earthquakes. Someone's probably sitting in a lab. Nah, got me right. <laughs> Lorry driving by. The whole place wasn't actually collapsed. Oh, okay, it was. The control uh, collapsed, still giving the uh, supplicant uh, a chance to redeem himself. Mm. And Sarah C retweeted us. Thank you, though. You're forgetting something, John. Feed the place as you found it. The mark of a good guest. <laughs> well, if this doesn't work, I don't know what will. Uh, Jewel is glowing. Now that's more like it. Now Vala can have her treasure. <laughs> yeah. Is this a quest for the Holy Grail type treasure if you actually try and take it out of the cave? <laughs> yeah, you, th <laughs> you think so? It's mine, I tell you. Mine. Oh, mine. Worth it. Wow, that's a big challenge, isn't it? Good God. Kavala. <laughs> we are not going to let her keep that, are we? No. Good. <laughs> Where would you, <laughs> would you begin? She's happy. And that was Claudia's own idea to actually cover herself with the coins. Mm. Could be something in the jar. So what's it about? Uh, actually, it's a story. It's uh, written like fiction. Once upon a time... Uh, once upon a time, there was a race of people that went on a great journey through space across the universe. They were called the Altera. Um, after much time, and I think this means thousands of years, they found a great belt of stars. And they lived happily ever after. You're not. No. <laughs> he seems to be considering it. I assume it would have been Mead. It says that the Alterans named their new home Avalon and that they built many Astria Porta. 
Stargate. Yes, now this bit is important. It changes pretty much everything we know about the Ancients. Well, it stands to reason that they weren't always called the Ancients. What do you care? You got your treasure. Hmm. Let's see what's of more value. A few gold trinkets that apparently I won't be allowed to keep. Or previously undiscovered secrets about the Gate Builders, the most powerful race to ever inhabit the galaxy. When you realize what this could mean, Whoa, we've always presumed that the ancients were the first evolution of humans in this galaxy. But, but this, this is the first evidence suggesting they came here long ago from somewhere far, far away. Yes, Colonel Mitchell. Yeah, Rob C. Cooper was saying, with the ancient, they knew where they went when they left the Milky Way. But the question is, where did they come from? It was always assumed they're native to the Earth. So this gave them a, a whole new line of plot. And then the idea of what if there was a race out there with the same amount of power as the ancients, but were a little more uh, hands-on, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Then you get in the old argument of the religion being used as a tool to control the masses or to influence them. We know the ancients left our galaxy for Pegasus and returned later when they lost the war to the Wraith, but what happened to them? I thought they ascended. Some did that we know of, but what if the others went home? They do like their long walk. It looks different as well. It looks lighter and... Almost looks like they've built an extension to it. We haven't met a single living ancient who's willing to share their knowledge freely with us, and there could be an entire advanced civilization of them out there somewhere in another galaxy. I mean, isn't that why we're doing this? All of this, the Stargate program, the budget isn't so we can go out and meet new races, gather advanced technology, possibly learn about ourselves in the process? Oh, come on, you do it to meet women. <laughs> she has a point, sir. I've been thinking I need to get out on an off-world mission or two. Yeah, just to get the feel for it. Always do everything you ask of those you command. Pat. Very good. Good move. One of the great things about hiring Bo Bridges, he asked her about his character, and Rob C. Cooper actually said, you know, they hadn't really got much down on paper, so he went away himself and uh, made his own little character bible. Hmm. I suppose that's one of the benefits of getting a seasoned actor into a role. I'm not saying this is going to be easy. I mean, if they're from a distant galaxy, our network of stargates might not even connect. And even if it does, we know the massive power requirements necessary to dial Pegasus, and they're relatively close in intergalactic terms. But on the bright side, uh, according to the text we found in the Glastonbury Cavern, the ancient device we discovered may be capable of intergalactic communication. Thank you, Dr. Jackson. I'm sure you'll keep me posted. Colonel. General. I think he's a general that likes <laughs> Cliff Note. <laughs> he has no idea what you just said. Someone want to tell me why she's still on my base? Have you seen her? And, uh, <laughs> yes, I did. Isn't that over getting a little sweaty now? <laughs> I think it's incredible. The Jafar, the Onaka, equal as many as all the other regional coalitions, and they strongly support Garrick. Now, this I am aware. Now, I'm not going to criticise Stargate for using the name Garrick, mm. but it is very close to a certain DS9 character. Yes. Well, they say Garrick. We are all working very hard. It just seems as though Garrick is winning. Raytag and Ryak are negotiating with coalitions who have yet to declare their allegiance. I did not fight for the freedom of Al-Jafar, only to have it corrupted by a few power-hungry individuals. Nor did I. We won the battle. We should tie the future of the Jafar. Was his symbol burned off? Yeah, I burnt my mark off. <laughs> and now someone's coming in just because they've got a bigger fleet of ships. And as thanks, they have been treated with mistrust and disrespect. Until all Jafar see that the old ways are not the future, I will do whatever I need to do to enlighten them. And how does chasing ancient history do that? Ancient knowledge is what defeated the Goa'uld and the replicators. 
And I believe that one day it will unite the Jaffa in a nation of peace. Yeah. <laughs> Your place is here, Tilk. Mm. Can't have it both ways. I hope so. Well, let's go do it, Tilk. I have been around the galaxy long enough to know that knowledge is power. And understanding the technology that was left behind by the ancients is the most powerful knowledge around. And if you think I'm going to stay linked with you for the rest of my natural focus, maybe we should focus. Pretty much exactly what Tilt was saying. <laughs> Forgot about them bracelets. <laughs> well, now, I have huge respect for Dr. Lee. Mm-hmm. But he does have the tendency to make slight errors. And he does take the obvious an awful lot. <laughs> Yeah, Dr. Lee is played by Bill Dow. He appears in 20 episodes of Stargate SG-1, 7 of SGA, and a couple of episodes of the universe. <laughs> We're good, Joe. So what happens when you attach the stones? We're going to find out. Uh, these stones were originally set for General O'Neill and one Joe Spencer. Barber from Indiana. Yeah, weird guy. Ah, uh, City Joe. Well, anyway, after a lot of tedious, although I must say ultimately very brilliant uh, work, if I do say so myself, I was able to reset the stones. <laughs> Don't they have to be activated by someone with the ancient gene? Same pile. Well, that's what we thought at first. But no, like a lot of ancient technology, the stones actually just need to be initialized. By someone with the gene. That's a guess. No, you're right. Yeah, so he watched the episode and he knows what goes on. Yeah. Who would have thought those little stones become so important in a spin-off series? Yeah. Mr. Daedalus for this, so... <laughs> yeah, he really has pretty much got to go. Well, no one's going to make an argument against that. You are the world's foremost expert on the ancients, but we got two stones. Yes, and this one's mine. Thank you. Excuse me, how do you figure that? Well, Daniel and I are linked. I just point out for the record, we don't have to be. He's only guessing that this device is for communication. What if it's a transporter of some kind and he gets whisked away and can't get back? Actually, we have done a fair bit of research on this device, and I can say with absolute relative... <laughs> Absolute relative. <laughs> At some point, ultimately, you just have to turn it on. <laughs> Good yeah. idea, Doctor Lee. Thanks. Communication device. I had a watch from the observation room. Let's walk away. Isn't it always reassuring when there's big pain and shatterproof glass between you and your supposed saviour? Well, I'm guessing we just put these two stones in any two of these spots. Any two. Well, there aren't any markings to indicate otherwise, so any two. Mm. Well, that's a guess right from the word go, isn't it? And come on, guys, this is not going to end well. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. They're getting good at collapsing. Yeah. You never see that effect in... Usually it's the gate, not yeah. natural space. Yeah. And this is basically the setup for the rest of the series. Please don't be afraid. My name is Daniel Jackson. It's me, Vala. No, it's not. <laughs> more cleavage than Vala, Dad. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> more cleavage than several Valas. Sally is played by April Tellick, a Canadian actress. You may have seen her in uh, Hell on Wheels as Nell. Also been in Supernatural, Sliders and Millennium. There's a bit of a quantum leap moment. Yes, they use the mirrors to good effect, just to kind of mm. reinforce the idea that they're in each other's bodies. But I think we're in them. Harry is played by Stephen Park. He's been in LA Complex, White Collar, V and Eureka. Blood pressure and heart rate are normal. Pupils are slightly dilated. Now we're sure this is because of the device. They also passed out before when they were separated because of the bracelets. And here we get the new doctor. Mm. Do you may look familiar. Anyway. 
There's no discernible energy rays and no measurable radiation being emitted, so... And we've found no contagions. All right. All right, little Alexa. I want to get an EEG going, but my first impression here is that they're in some kind of sleep state. Yeah, Alexa Doy actually did the audition for the part. Mm. I'm pretty sure Michael must have put a good word in for her. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what would happen if she doesn't get the job? <laughs> I'll become very miserable very fast. Mm -hmm. Look, for all we know, disconnecting the stones could put them in further jeopardy. <laughs> That's feisty, isn't she? Yeah. Now, was Andromeda a sci-fi series also? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was quite good for about three and a half seasons, and I got really weird. <laughs> Just a quick interjection. Andromeda will be one of this year's bonus episodes. It's already been recorded, and it will be released this Christmas. Because we have, obviously... Cameron and Vala played by the Farscape cast, and the Doctor there played by Romy from Andromeda, so... Yeah. Of course, Michael Shanks guest starred on Andromeda as well. Mm-hmm. Well, it was still good. So, a very primitive-looking culture, considering it mm. a direct link to ancient technology. Mm. There's certainly something going on. Do you think we're actually in another galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> I think that bodice was a mm. bit too stiff to do that trick. <laughs> Why these people? I don't know. Well, maybe it's just me, but this house, these clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's probably thinking these clothes just simply aren't tight enough. Not used to all this uh, free movement. <laughs> what do you suppose their names are? Herod and Salas. How do you know that? Well, because it, um, it says so. Uh, <laughs> right here. It says this is the... Uh, Home of Herod and Salas Cicero. Wait, I missed that. You you mumbled it. No, I didn't. Well, you said something that I couldn't understand. Well, I, I didn't say it because I don't really know what it means, so I'm not going to say it out loud because I know what it means. Well, go on. Nuptial. It means nuptial. As in we're married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's loving this. She's been trying to do it for a while, hasn't she? Yeah. And this is uh, the new village set that they've designed and built specifically for Season 9 and Season 2. Took five weeks to build, a total of 185 workers, 285 feet long, a million watts of light. Wow. And that's all on one soundstage? Yep. And the backdrop, which you can see a daylight scene, that circles the entire studio. What? Uh, I think that means good morning. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's it. Agree to anything at this point. Oh, this to you. Uh, I, I think he's speaking ancient. I think the communicator is translating for us. I couldn't read the sign. Maybe it only works for spoken language. See you at prostration. Prostration it is. Prostration it is. <laughs> I mean, for all they know at this point, this culture frowns on open displays of affection. Well, should we walk about and try to appear normal? Yeah, Valor and Daniel appearing normal. That's going to be a stretch. Nope, not what I was expecting at all. Me neither. The bride said, I think he was looking at me when he said Harry. Please, he was staring at me the whole time. Yeah, we all wonder why. April's costume left little to the imagination. Hey, come in. You know, I can't decide if I, if I like the desk... Here. Well, where else are you going to put it? Out in the hall? <laughs> Daniel and Valar are stable. Based on rapid eye movements and brainwave patterns, I'm guessing it's actually some kind of induced dreamlike condition. Dr. Jackson, 
believes the device was used for long-range communication. Is it possible that's what they're doing? Alexa Doig, Canadian actress married to Michael Shanks, only appears in the 11 episode. Quite surprised at that. Mm-hmm. She's a regular in Continuum. She was in Andromeda, currently also in Arctic Air, another sci-fi series, Tech War and V. Carolyn, you seem to be settling in okay. I don't know if I'll ever get used to this place. It's pretty, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, working for you makes this whole thing just that much more bizarre. Well, you didn't have to take the job, you know. Are you kidding? Who could refuse it? Besides, at the time, General O'Neill didn't tell me you'd be my boss. He's funny that way. Hmm. Aha. By the way, the desk looks fine the way it is. Hmm. Really? You never were happy with anything the way it was. All hallow the Ori. On their great power, we shall meditate here in this day. <laughs> this is a, a level of <laughs> control and devotion. Frustration, it is. You forgot your book. <laughs> mm. How are you in the collect autographs without your book? And that's a CGI effect. There is not that many extras in that scene. <laughs> Yeah. We must meet by the portico of light at the hour of Bly. Speak not. Oh, greatness, that is the Ori. You guide us and give meaning to our daily lives. We beseech you, give us strength. Oh, Although on the day of shooting, they did have 100 extras. And they just pointed out how big this set is when 100 people looks like a drop in the ocean. <laughs> Hours of frustration. Six hours on your knees. Good God. Why don't we just tell someone who we are and what's going on? I mean, isn't that the whole point of this, to communicate? I don't think these people are going to entirely understand. Hey, did you hear what the guy said when we first came to the service? That's it. Have a, have a good search of somebody else's house. Fly. What's that supposed to mean? I have no idea. <laughs> that looked like hard work. Yeah. Now, this scene was cut down a bit. It originally a, a much more extensive search of the house of Sally's and Harrod. They kind of crunched it down to the bed scene, which is coming up. Mm. I have a more pressing question. Do you have any idea how we're supposed to detach from them? And there's Valor taking up wife nagging pose number two. That's another thing that's got me worried. Have you tried? Mm. Nothing. I mean, it doesn't seem to be something I can just will to make happen. No. Bank. That didn't look too uh, yeah. comfy. It no. didn't exactly no. <laughs> Yeah, no squish. No. <laughs> yeah, you do that. The lights look electric, don't they? Mm. The one up high does, especially. Yeah. I'm just going to rule out that possibility. <laughs> what has she found? <laughs> what could be hidden under the bed? Do you think these people are in our bodies? <sighs> I don't know. I mean... This can't be how the technology is supposed to work. This is the triple uh, X parody of uh, Ori. Mm. Yeah, it's the book that some of the villagers were walking around with. It says in the front, um, the book of origins, blessed are the Ori. I think you should take a look at it. Oh, I think I've seen enough. I mean, prostration for six hours. Give us strength. You know, it's all very clear. I think you'd find it really interesting. Yeah, when you start being able to read ancient. I can't. 
This looked familiar. <laughs> when Valo wants to show you something, mm. Daniel, take notice. Mm. Aha. The good old cutouts in a book. Mm. Yep. And that is why they swapped. They have the other set of stones. So they haven't invented doorbells then. That's it, Daniel. Look smart. First impressions. Or second. Or third, even. Thank those full of value. I was worried when you did not meet me. Yes. Uh, sorry about that. Why did you not meet me? Why are you not sharing leaves with the administrator's wife? I forgot. We are already suspected. We must not alter our behavior. Suspected of what? Harriet, what hails you? Did I not know better? I would fear you were trying to entrap me. No, I, I wouldn't dream of trying to... Entrap you how? Stop this, please. Okay, you know what? Sharing <laughs> leave. Yeah, like having a cup of tea. Earl Grey, hot. This is Spanish, played by Paul Maniz de Sa. He's been in Motive, Fringe, Eureka, Reaper and Smallville. And Rob C. Cooper went out of his way to praise him for this role. He says it, it's so rare to get an actor come in and play an alien without going over the top mm. or underplaying it. Is he a Canadian actor? It didn't say his nationality on IMDb. You would assume his lineage is probably Latin American. Hmm. It was first constructed and used by a race known as the Alterans. He is going to paint now, isn't he? Huh? And I'm Vala, Maldoran. Mm-hmm. I'm more accepting than most would with that knowledge. Well, like I said, they already suspect her, so hmm. he knows about the stones. Hmm. By the stars. Forgive me, I am Thanos. Now that takes a hell of a lot of courage, because this society looks very regimented in its religious practices, to actually investigate anything that countered what you were being mm. preached. And Daniel would find it somehow to jump into another archaeologist. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, Daniel's always been the lucky one. Karma smiles upon him. We are curators, investigators of the past. The stones were discovered some time ago in what we believe are the remains of an ancestral burial ground not far from here. Why are you hiding them? Such investigation is sacrilege. You're not allowed to investigate your own history? Such a history contradicts the Book of Origin. They're heretics. We have uncovered evidence that we believe proves a race of humans predates our supposed creation by the Ori. And also, when there's a fire pit in the middle of the village... Hmm. We don't know it's a fire pit. Yes. We don't, but Thanis knows exactly what it hmm. is, and he's still exploring the, uh, the alternate origin. The Alterans left a long, long time ago, and what we know of the ancients, they learned to evolve and ascend. What if the people who remained here did too? That would make these people a subsequent evolution of humans, which is apparently what happened in our galaxy after the ancients we know ascended. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to end well. No. But it is going to end soon. The sin beings I know don't pose as gods. I mean, that's the one explicit rule they do follow is that they don't meddle in the affairs of the lower planes of existence. The Ori are not posing. We do not doubt their power, just their word and intention. Yeah. Power is as real as the strength of belief in all followers. We were late for Lee's with the administrator's wife. Salas and she are acquaintances. So what should I do? Can you not disconnect and allow Salas to return? No, apparently we can't do that. Then you must pose as Salas, or we will be discovered. Not so much. <laughs> Bala, no. Daniel, maybe. <laughs> I can do that. Vala's got the flair and the confidence to do this sort of con, but she lacks all the background information, the details to fill the character in. It will be her undoing. Hill Club. Pissed? <laughs> yeah. Mm. <laughs> the council has already taken respite. The vote was quick. I delivered yours by proxy. Garak's motion was resolved by a slim majority. The Jaffa will be ruled by High Council. 
Votes will be attributed to the various coalition representatives based on military assets. Megan Garrett. The new leader of the Jaffa Nation. Oh, well. The leaders of a rebellion really mm. get to govern the population long term. Yeah, that's not good. Well, I mean, from our perspective, do we know? didn't we know nothing about this Garrick? So mm. is, he, is he good? Is he bad? We've never met him. I mean, all we've got to go on is that, you know, we like Tilk. So if he's unhappy, we're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Now, do you think that's alcohol? Probably. I would have thought the R.I. wouldn't have been big on uh, alcohol. People get ideas. Possibly not. Now, this happened a long time ago, and I believe that those people may have originally come from here. And those ascended beings, as you call them, do not guide you and ask that you worship them? No. In fact, they believe so strongly in free will that they would not intervene and use their knowledge, even if it meant the destruction of an entire galaxy full of us regular old humans. Such is not the case with the Ori. Yes, so they ask that you worship them, and yet conceal the truth of your existence from you. That is not all. If you're going to rule a galaxy and have tens of billions of people worship you, why tell them the truth? Just give them enough, and then back it up with uh, wild displays of violence and power. Interesting. The 10 piece is almost exactly the same size as the American Quarter. Good to know. <laughs> I fidget with things on the desk. I try and do it with things that don't make loud clicking noises. How many of you are there? A few. The numbers are growing. Some believe the fact that we have not yet been discovered is further proof that the Ori are not all powerful and all-knowing. Others wonder if they are just giving us the opportunity to see the error of our ways and repent. There's probably some Ori that leave clues about just for the fun of watching people try to discover them. That's not good. Crowd gathers at the Ara. That's an altar? I cannot be seen with you. Ah, there's something which will come important at some point. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of just stand out a bit, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> a lot of new stock footage here to use. Yeah. And the people shall deliver unto you the wicked for your divine judgment, where their sins shall be weighed in the balance of all that is just and true. Go off me! Get your hands off me! I'm assuming uh, she screwed up. More than likely. Well, let's face it, she'd know nothing about this culture. Even if they're just acquaintances, there's no way she could carry on a full conversation. And she'd probably try to lift her jewellery as well. Listen to me! Fear not, for the Ori see all, outside and within. If your heart is pure and your devotion unwavering, they will protect you. They'll cleanse your being and you'll be taken to be with them forever. If not, may the fire burn you down to the ground and lay you in the dust. Fire. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Fire, 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 fire. (laughs) Fire. No, this next scene was referred to as the barbecue. <laughs> well, rather fits the um, nature of it. Yep. There are a lot of worries that this scene would be a bit too graphic. Mm. Also, uh, the actual dynamics of having a fire on a set and a stunt woman to uh, form the actual fire, because they do act set somebody on fire. <laughs> we haven't seen one of these for ages. Mm. Kids, come on. We are strict but mm. fair. Mm-hmm. If fire doesn't burn you, you are innocent. Sounds worse than the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> it sounds pretty much exactly like the Spanish Inquisition. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition! <laughs> As you probably guessed, they used a number of composites to get these shots. Uh, one with the fire, one with just Valor, and one with just the crowd. 
matted them all together. You think? Well, eventually they had to add Valor next to the flames. No, I, I mean, uh, she's in distress. Oh, right. <laughs> it's the simplest things, isn't it? So when you go to tea with the local representative of the major religion... Well, in a way, she actually is possessed by another <laughs> entity. <laughs> you know, you're right. Rob was on set for this scene. He was actually standing up on one of the balconies watching it. Hmm. And he said how difficult it was to watch the performers do the scene. Easy to write it. Mm. Very difficult to watch it. We're using a communication technology that allows us to take over a body from very far away and, 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 and make us talk to you. We just want to talk to you. Okay, now he's making some kind of effort. <laughs> oh, that's going to do a lot. Well, they don't know what's happening to her. She's just a uh, heart rate and everything's spiking, mm. you know. Okay, this is getting worse. I'm administering a sedative. Hopefully it'll calm things down. Ooh. This is going to hurt. Why is it the evil guy has to have a British accent? I mean, I consider it appropriate, <laughs> but still. <laughs> okay, listen to me! Listen to me, you have to believe me! You're killing an innocent person! Oh, nasty. I don't care how, how good a stunt performer you are, that must be terrifying. Mm. Surge, you could kill them both. You might detonate the power source. No, no, come on. Claire! <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I suspect bullets bounce off that. Look, you haven't known them that long. Hmm, I'm suddenly peckish. <laughs> oh, nice effect. Is it the bird? Is it the plane? No, it's a pale guy dressed in grey. Who is this handsome stranger? I wonder how, how often he visits this village. Perhaps this could be the first time. Rather mm. pale. Yes. As I said, blind, but all-seeing. I mean, as, as we come to learn, the Ori priests uh, can harness the full power of the Ori, so really are ancients in their own right. And we knew that Chaya and Omedisala could do incredible things. But even by their standards, the Ori seemed to be uh, multiple steps ahead of them. Very small demonstration, a bit of telekinesis. Obviously, interest Daniel. Shows him that the prior is more than a charlatan. Charge to 360, clear! Still in VFIP, charging again? Clear! First day on the job, I've already lost a patient. Not a good start. I've got no pulse, she's gone into asystole. It's negative. No change, no I'm calling it. She's dead. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dibs on those leather pants. <laughs> Don't know if they'd fit in the middle. Be fun trying it out. <laughs> yeah, but get someone, he'd look spectacular. <laughs> get about foot up his leg. get the yes oh, glow stick bit of lens flare can't go wrong with lens flare can you hey JJ <laughs> I knew you were going to mention JJ 
this is you can understand yeah. people believing these are gods this is a pretty good demonstration very nice effect yeah there's nothing groundbreaking about the special effects but they do look good and we get a close-up of the bracelet again which hasn't come off the spidals have stabilized for the moment you can't pry the stones off no and you don't want me to shoot it no then how do we unplug this thing Yes, doing a bit more research before activating it probably be a good idea. Find a way to get that bracelet off of Dr. Jackson. They're still linked, and without Vala, he'll probably. She's got a heartbeat. Uh, okay. Hmm. So she's not dead, Doctor. I'm not dead yet. I ain't dead. <laughs> Look at Vala now. Daniel. This is a different Vala to everything we've seen so far. Mm. Is this the real Vala? I've got tingles all over. Don't flatter yourself, I'm pretty sure it's not you. <laughs> not good tingles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, humour to deflect. Oh, absolutely humour to deflect. God knows I've used it often off myself. See, that's quite reasonable. Mm. If they only knew what, what was going to come in the next couple of years. I think he wants this phone. <laughs> Is someone trapped down the well? <laughs> oh, come on. Who didn't think that? It's a classic Lassie slash Skippy line. Did mm. Skippy get shown over there? I don't recognise Skippy, but I know Lassie, definitely. Skippy was sort of Lassie as a kangaroo. I think you can pretty much say that all these villagers will continue worshipping the Ori for the rest of their lives. More than likely, definitely. It's their possibly fans. Hallowed are the children of the Ori. Well, he even worshipped them. He just didn't believe everything they said. Hmm. Nice shot. Hmm. Yes, indeed. I am the evil British man. Hallowed are the Ori. And the episode ends with a matachot of the village nestling in a small valley high in the mountains and to be continued. Yes, unfortunately they had cut about 12 minutes of this episode. The whole arriving at Celestus. Again, Andy Makita disappointed that he didn't get to uh, include that in his episodes. Damn. You see, the thing is, at this point, I'm definitely into the things that are the episodes I want to see in once. Yeah. You know, can I watch this? Aww. <laughs> is that it? <laughs> Season 9 and 10 were good. It was a good two seasons. I said it before, I wouldn't have been disappointed if it had finished at season 8, because it finished perfectly. Mm -hmm. But then again, I wouldn't want to be without seasons 9 and 10, because they're good in their own right. A lot of people say Stargate finished at the end of season 8, and maybe it did. But there's enough still there, and eventually all the new characters do bed down, and they become very enjoyable. There was no real reason it had to finish at season 10. Yeah, you definitely could have continued on. That's why they did have the two after movies. Yeah. That was Avalon Part 2. Next week, we return to Stargate Atlantis, and I can't for the life remember what the episode is. Just after you said is, the child outside went, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> we return to Stargate Atlantis for The Intruder. So, any final thoughts on that episode? I do, but the spoilery. Okay. Thomas? Final thoughts? Um... Can't wait to see more of this, more of the series. The Ori arc was a really good arc. <laughs> okay, then, that was a, a short wrap-up there. <laughs> Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? 
I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Facebook feedback for the Siege Part 3. I'll be gate taking up the 6. Brad posted. Such a delay for iTunes to post it. I replied, it was in the iTunes feed within seconds. Not here yet, normally half hour delay. And Gate Tech Alpha 6. Alright, there's some big problems here. After a year of being fed on by the Rafe, we're only learning about the enzyme now. If the Daedalus is going out to meet the Rafe, why didn't it take the ZPM with them? Imperial shields and powered-up weapons would have taken out a couple of more hive ships. Uh, they were arrogant enough to assume they could destroy them all. And although it may lead to a major spoiler for later episodes, how did the Rafe know about the Asgard beam tech and the ability to jam it? Yes, it's a way to ride around the newfound god mode, but with Hermioid on board, surely he could have reversed the polarity. <laughs> and then there's the plan. I'm sure radiation would continue to fall upon Atlantis after a few minutes, and it has been brought up a dozen times the Rafe want Atlantis to get to Earth. Yet when it's seemingly destroyed, they just turn around and leave. Raddick brought it up in the first episode of the siege. The Rafer determined they will salvage the Atlantis hyperdrive or the database from the ocean floor. Hence why the self-destruct wouldn't work. I replied, well, truth be told, not that many people were left alive to analyse their systems. See what, if anything, was different. As for the ZPM, well, same military that thought the nuclear mines would be invisible to Wraith sensors because <laughs> we couldn't see them with radar. Like the whole time John was flying to his death, the Daedalus was just sitting there listening in. It must be invisible on radar as well. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah. That is a kind of a little plot point. How did the Daedalus spot the cloak jumper if the Wraith couldn't, who have had 10,000 years of analysing ancient technology? Not only that, they can pick up the Asgard beaming the weapons onto the ship and know to jam it, yet they can't pick up standard RF radio signal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, perhaps the RF's too primitive. Mm, I suppose they probably wouldn't have known much about it. That's the feedback for this week. No emails or voicemails, but Facebook, Google+, and as always, Twitter have been busy. Alan is now settled into his new home in Finland and has begun his studies. Once the tech side and time frames are sorted, he'll be back recording the show. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and I think we may have a competition. I'm considering structuring pull draw based prizes for those that actually listen to the show, and those that are part of the bigger community. More details next week, if I remember to sort something out. I'm not good at organising anything unless it's to do with my job, and I'm being paid. Next week, we are on board the Daedalus for the Atlantis episode, The Intruder. Just me and Brad for that one, so hopefully the lack of Alan won't keep you away. Love to hear your thoughts on any of the Stargate episodes we've covered, and those that are still to come. If you want to join us for an episode, then drop us a line and we'll see what we can sort out. One thing we've discovered over the last couple of seasons that a third voice really does improve matters. And if you want to get in touch, here are the ways. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular, and you can find us at The Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. I'm going to go downstairs and play Deadpool, I'm not even going to rap late. <laughs> That's what happens when you move. <laughs> okay then, folks, hope you can join us next week for The Intruder. Until then, I've been Mike. I've been Alan. And this is Thomas. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. ta You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.